Support for today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, did you know 85% of partners prefer a man who is groomed below the waist? It's time you did yourself a favor and get the right tools for your family jewels with Manscaped. They just brought back the ultra smooth package. And let me tell you, this thing is amazing. It's time to stop, drop, and order this premium shaving kit. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. You've heard me talk about it. The razor is literally the best razor I own. But if you're looking for a closer shave to go bare down there, then the ultra smooth package is the perfect set. It's time to save that brush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you, the hermit homies. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code hermit style. Again, that's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code hermit style. Let's get into the show. My name is fortune teller Baba and you're listening to the hermit style podcast. Now, where's my brother? I need my 10 zenny back with 57 years interest. Welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast. Talking all about the Dragon Ball Supercard game, from competitive play to the world of collecting, with your host, Jimmy Bacon. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everybody? Hermit Style Podcast. We are back, baby. We are back. Woo. It has been a while, but it feels so good to just get back and do this. Like, oh, I, man, I love podcasting. This stuff is so fun. I got my boy Armando. Armando, what's up, buddy? Yo, what's up, Jimmy? It's been too long. I'm very excited to be back on the pod. Yes, sir. I know. I know. So life has been crazy. For those of you who aren't on the Discord, um, you've probably just had a long hiatus from me and not had literally any idea why. Uh, but yeah, so basically the podcast is switching at least temporarily to a monthly show. Uh, life has just been too busy. I actually recently got a new job and uh, I'm very thankful for it. It's actually an amazing job. Probably my favorite job I've ever had, actually. Amazing company. Um, they really value work-life balance. They do the t- like amazing benefits. It's like a, like a dream job. And it's it's right up my alley as far as where my experience is. So it's been really cool, but it's been, of course, an adjustment now that I'm not selling cards full time. Uh, so, yeah, you know, had to shift priorities a little bit and needed to put my focus there. And unfortunately, that meant the podcast. I can't, you know, pump out as much content, uh, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. My goal is monthly. And if I can throw some more out there, I will. Uh, I definitely will, but a new your set favorite dropped. job. What's that? even more than a man? Is it your favorite job even more than a manscape sponsor? Oh man. Don't do that to me. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Manscapes. Number one, always baby. <laughs> exactly. Well, I just wanted to get that second favorite hey, job hey, hey. verification out there. But Manscaped got me looking right. You want a new job? Get Manscaped, baby. <laughs> hey, only one, only one of your bosses are going to listen to this man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get fried tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, I had the most wicked sunburn. Um, I don't know if any of you listening experience hell's itch, but if you have no idea what I'm talking about, 
go Google Hell's Itch. Better yet, go to the Hell's Itch subreddit. There's a whole subreddit for this of weird ass people like me that get this thing with sunburn. Armando, do you get Hell's Itch? Nah, man, I got nice olive skin. I, I almost okay. never burn. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Ar- Armando's beautiful. I forgot. Um, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not like me though, bro. I got hell's itch over Memorial day weekend. I was over at my fiance's grandparents helping, uh, get their pool opened and everything. And, uh, didn't, didn't wear sunscreen like the idiot I am. And man, like two days later, it literally feels like you have a million fire ants under your skin, just where the burn is just like biting at your skin to get out. It's, it's actually mis- like you think you're going insane and a very small percentage of people get it. And there's like no treatment, no cure. You just like deal with it until it's over and you just feel like a freaking maniac. Like it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Like, Wait, when Jay called you reverse blade, like a vampire with none of the strengths and all the weaknesses. Yeah. We're shitty vampires. I, bro. I, died. <laughs> I died. Yeah. Bro, like I'm literally just the world's worst vampire. So yeah. Uh, Learn from me, wear sunblock, and if you get Hell's Itch, I don't know, man, maybe we should support a, a make a support group. Hit me up. I'll make a new Discord server. Uh, but yeah, it's it's literally miserable. Uh, <laughs> like it, it's terrible. But I'm okay now. And um, yeah, but we've been going five minutes and we haven't talked about Dragon Ball yet, and I'm itching to, so uh, let's hop into news. News from the lookout. Okay, so I guess I already gave some news. We talked about Hermit Style going to the monthly show. Uh, if you do want to get more Hermit Style content, we do still have our Patreon running strong. Um, thankfully, I have an awesome team um, with Armando, Nick, Jay, everybody on the team that helps out. And uh, they help me to keep that going for you all and keep delivering that prime competitive content. And I also do do a monthly podcast and live stream show on there. So if you are uh, wanting to get a little bit more of your fix, you can always hit that up, support the show. And actually, there is now I'm not going to post it now because it, I, I literally couldn't edit it in time. And the information in the episode is just too old now and not worthy but uh, there was an episode actually I was going to post like three or four weeks ago that I did with Mike. And um, I did post that unedited for patrons. <laughs> and uh, if, if uh, you've, <laughs> I'll say it this way, almost every podcast I've done with Mike, I've had to edit. <laughs> so if you want Mike literally unfiltered, <laughs> that's, that's uh, there you go. <laughs> that, that sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, this bro, we, we, I will say we went in, we were both feeling away because there were no events coming out. Um, there, there, there's a lot, it's like a two hour plus episode. Um, it's, it's a fun one though. I will say it's, it's fun. I've got, I got a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people thought it was really funny. Uh, but we might've gone a little too hard on it. So <laughs> viewer discretion yeah. is advised. <laughs> it. If you guys are craving more hermit style content, check out the YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe the videos. Um, we're gonna try and start putting in some gameplay content in the YouTube and uh, try and do a few more weekly shows for you guys. So we just get some more coming down the pipeline. Uh, so far, the response has been good. So if you guys liked any of the YouTube shows or episodes, uh, let us know what you like, and we'll try and make more of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We got that last uh, evening with hermit style up today. Today's episode, we're gonna be talking about top five. Um, of course it's a new format, but if you want to hear 
all of our Hermit Style team's thoughts on the tier list, our predictions for this upcoming format, uh, you can go check out that video. Um, and another really cool thing we're doing right now that I wish I was doing the weekly podcast to promote this more, but it is still not too late to jump in if you want. We have the Hermit Style Spring League going on right now. Uh, it's going on for a few more weeks, and it's set up just like Yu-Gi-Oh! So if you, uh, as a kid like me, watched Yu-Gi-Oh! and were into the whole Duelist Kingdom thing, we're literally doing Duelist Kingdom in the Hermit Style Discord. So you get star chips when you sign up, and then you duel other people and try and take their star chips away. And then at the end, anyone who has earned 30 gets an invite to our uh, invitational tournament at the end that we're still accumulating tons of prizing. We've got sealed product and all kinds of stuff. So definitely check that out. And I promise we're getting to real Dragon Ball news uh, right after this. Actually, we're going to talk about the Texas regional. But before then, uh, Patreon, sorry to like be blasting Patreon on this show. I know some of you are like this fucking guy just pay to win like i'm sorry you can skip but whatever yeah how uh, dare he talk about paid content on his free podcast yeah. <laughs> you know i people, say that every time man i say that every time <laughs> but people are people are thinking it's okay it's okay i get mad at podcasts i listen to sometimes and they advertise too much i'm like bro i listen to this one podcast called the diz because i'm a disney nerd uh really like the show but man sometimes he just it'll be like 10 minutes in which right now i'm 12 minutes in and he's still talking about his Patreon or something. I'm like, bro, could you shut up? So look, I feel you. Let me just get this one last thing out because I think this is really cool. Um, we're having an entire change to our team hierarchy. So as you all know, or you may, maybe you don't know, I don't, I don't know, but we have basically two hermit style teams. We have an A team and we have a B team. So B team is being demolished. Um, B team is no more. There'll only be one hermit style team. That'll be our prime team uh, with our most competitive I, players. I think disbanded is the more appropriate term, but I uh, appreciate the aggressiveness <laughs> of demolished. Hey, you know, people call us the most aggressive team. It changes your vocabulary, you know? <laughs> uh, but there you go. Disband it. Thank you. Um, so yeah. Any, anyways, B team is no more. And what we are now doing is a Patreon team. So if you wanted the opportunity to be part of a team under Hermit Style, all patrons have the choice to join the team. Um, there are responsibilities that come along with being a part of the team. Uh, like you do have to participate. You have to play test with one another. Um, just, just normal things you would think of if you're on a team. Uh, but you also get some extra perks too that I will tell you once you're in on the team. Uh, so if that is something that tickles your fancy, um, definitely consider that. And it's open to everyone. If you all remember when I made the first podcast talking about the team about a year ago, uh, I said I wanted to figure out a way to make it as inclusive as possible. I really did not think so many people would want to represent Hermit Style, uh, but we got a ton of applications and I still have people asking me when we're going to open up new spots. When are we going to, you know, like, cause I talked about before we would rotate people through B team. Um, so I thought, you know what, this is a really good way that if people want to be on the team and really the people who are the most into hermit style, here you go. We have a team. Uh, we're going to do team testing. Sometimes the guys from a team will jump in with everybody. So you'll get access to some of the most competitive players in the game and really good testing, really good insight. So yeah, it should be uh it should be fun. It should be really fun. Um, more details will be soon to come. And we're also talking about I'm talking with Brant. We're gonna do like a game night too sometimes with the team. So 
that'll be fun. Uh, okay, I'm off my soapbox with hermit style stuff. So for those of you who have been annoyed of me, you made it. Congratulations. Uh, next part of news is the Texas Regional. Uh, Texas Regional has come and gone. It was the first regional for this format. And uh, wow. <laughs> when you look at the topping lists, uh, Armando, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I honestly, I'm hesitant to call this news. I'm glad that those players played. I'm glad they did really well. Um, we're seeing the same kind of players in Texas top that we expect to top, right? We're seeing Rohit top with Android 21. That's not a surprise to anybody. Um, what was surprising to me was the amount of cells. I think there was four cells in the top 16. Yes. Um, and I've played cell. I've played against cell. I think it's pretty good. I don't think it warrants. Uh, like a quarter of the top 16 spots. So in, in my view, that just means the deck was overrepresented. And the, the other shocking thing was the lack of U7 tops uh, and lack of red GT and um, uh, gamma tops. But again, that's just more so it's, that's all dependent on what people were playing. Um, I couldn't tell you what the breakdown was of who played what. I don't know if that's been released yet, but uh, it was very, I will say the results were surprising. Yeah, so uh, I, I'll, uh, I'll I'll break down the decks real quick um, so that way everyone can kind of see what we're discussing. So we've got, you are right, uh, Cell was the most represented. There were four um, Cells that topped. And then next down we had U7 Goku, which there were two of, and then two Janemba, which I found very interesting. And then everything else was just a one of. So one of Finn took down the event, which... That's we can talk about that more in a second. Uh, then we had Cooler, which was the green cooler, I believe. Uh, we have Crimson Goku, Android 21, which you just talked about, uh, Android 16, Toa, Gogeta Zeno, and Sin Shenron. That was all of top 16. Like, that is not a top 16 list I would have expected. <laughs> Yeah, the, the people who played Finn and Gogeta Zeno are absolute maniacs. They're cracked, bro. They're cracked. They're broken <laughs> at the no game. Reason. There was no they reason can to retire bring those decks now, to your bro. tournament. Yeah, I would. I would I'm retire. Like, Finn. yeah, I'm the guy that beat you all with Finn. Good job, idiots. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. I think it speaks that maybe some of the players didn't know how to play against specific decks. Um, part of me is interested in seeing what the Gogeta Zeno deck was running, but, um, I just, I don't think other than, you know what I mean? Your fusions, you went from having nine to 11 fusions yeah. to a maximum of like five to seven. And that's if you're running the garbage Marshall Melee one. So I don't know. I just don't see any advantage to playing Gogeta Zeno over Trunks or Vijex, but, um, Hey, I'm always open to be proving wrong. And I really like Gogeta Zeno, but I'm imagining he just played the Trunks SRs with the uh, and looped like the six drop Goku's over and over again, which is perfectly fine. But if I'm going to do that, I'll just play the Trunks leader. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like honestly, I wasn't that surprised. Like I wasn't surprised that Gamma and GT weren't in there. I think that U7 is just the red deck to play, and I don't think Gamma is as good as people are cracking it up to be. I think yeah, it's see, good. You're talking me out of that gamma purchase I was talking about, man. Yeah, no. you, <laughs> I know. I think, I think we talked about how I'm going to talk you out of it. Uh, <laughs> it Like the decks, it's a solid, I think it's a solid tier two deck, right? Like it's cute. It does some cool things. I bro. And like before people shit on me, I've already got the deck max rarity. Like 
I'm hyped to play me some Gamma. I'm like, bro, this is the new guy from the movie. It plays this broken-ass 9-drop cell. Like, deck's sweet. No lie, like, deck is really cool. Um, But if I'm playing a blue deck, I'm like, that's just not... That's just not what I'm playing at a regional event. If I'm playing a blue deck, I, there's just too many. I can think of four leaders on the top of my head right now that outshine Gamma that are blue that I will play over it. So it's just, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not that surprised so, it wasn't in there. And, it, and yeah. especially if it's a new deck, people aren't used to playing lines outside of the main lines. So the people that were playing it were probably just windmill slamming nine drop cell every turn. And I'm assuming that people came prepared for that and were like, ah, that's what you do. I can shut that down. Dang. Well, I guess not, I lose. Not only that, you sit across from Finn and you've never played against Finn before. Yep. They steal your unison on two and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. I think I lose. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It's, I, I get it. I get why, why the tournament went down the way it did. The other thing that's important to consider is it was best of one pre-sided with no top cut. And uh, the round order finished in such a way that I think the top four players had the same record, and uh, I think like the uh, the X twos, there was like twenty of them or something like 20 that. Twenty plus, yeah, because uh, one one of our patrons played um, Blue Baby, and um, shout out to Kush, he um, he played Blue Baby and had the same record as eighth, but he did not make top sixteen. I think he came in twenty something. Yeah, so I mean. Again, not to take anything away from the topping players. I'm sure they all did great. Uh, I don't see how Toa tops a regional ever, but I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from them, but yeah, I would just take those results with a grain of salt. Yeah, I like, you know, I think another thing to remember too, we're at the like first event of a format and results tend to be not indicative of what the format will actually be the first event. It kind of just gets things going. Like if we think back to when Green Go Tanks first was a deck, remember that first event where like literally every single known player was playing Green Go Tanks? Yeah, it was either Green Go Tanks, Red Broly, or um, oh, I can't remember. I think it was Soul Striker was the other big deck. Mm-hmm. Or no, Blue Baby was the one I played against the most. But yeah, it was like literally it was just those three de- those three decks everywhere at the start of the set eleven meta set ten set eleven meta. No, nah, Blue Baby so. wasn't everywhere, bro. I think he just played with us too much. <laughs> Man, yeah, th- that's also a possibility. <laughs> I did not see that deck till way after then, but it was everywhere in this Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always been it. That's that's old news, right? Um, but yeah, like then fast forward a couple of weeks, no, like literally no one played Go Tanks, right? Like if you, but if you took that one event and we're like, ah, this is how the format is. You were probably not very happy as you move forward. If that was all you base results off of. So I agree. Like you don't want to look too far into it. I do think it's cool that a lot of different decks topped. Um, shout out to freaking Finn for winning. Shout out to the guy with green cooler for topping. I don't think that deck's good enough to top an event. So he had to be an amazing pilot. Um, yeah. And then, I think I like four reboot cells more than I thought, but I did think it would see representation. U7 Goku, I think is just one of the best decks in the format. So no surprise that it had representation. I think people just still don't understand how to play around blue Janemba or they just don't respect it. One or the other. Cause I don't, I, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. Mill decks are tough, right? Like uh, I played a mill deck at uh, a tournament a little while ago and, it was funny seeing people play cards that would keep drawing them cards. Yeah, and I would I'm think like, what are you to doing, myself, bro? I said, you're actually just winning the game. Now you're ensuring that I'm never going to attack it here. 
and then I'm just going to coast through the game and mill you out. Which, like, but again, it, that's an old deck, right? Like, now Janemba is not a deck. It, it used to be everywhere. Now you might never even see it. But um, yeah, well, I think top. the results are a bit of an. <laughs> exactly. Two, two tops. So I don't know. Uh, I yeah. do think that people are more likely to play these more rogue decks, though, in these best of one events. Um, and I think that's another thing to just think about when we're looking over these results is that rogue decks can perform much better in a BO1 setting than in a BO3. Um, because a lot of times players will misplay, you know, in those, especially in the early turns versus some of these decks. And then once they figure out the correct strategy that they have to actually change their lines of play, it's too late. We're in a best of three event. The gig's up, right? Like you got them game one and now they're going to reverse to owe you because your deck isn't actually that good. It's you caught them off guard and you're a strong pilot. So in a best of one event, you only have that one shot, right? So that I think that could be another thing that some of these more rogue decks have going for it, which I think is a very viable strategy if that's what you're considering. If you know that you're a strong pilot with this deck, your deck does something consistent and powerful all the time, and people don't know how to play against it usually, hey, why not, right? That surprise factor is unfortunately one of the best factors in DBS, right? Yep. Even when you go to Unison's, or not Unison's, sorry, yeah, Unison's, but Unison's and Secret Rares, like even looking as far back as the Worlds when uh, Andrew Duvall lost to Poe. I was going to run the Poe. same example. Like that's a perfect yeah, example exactly. of that. And that's a one, like you said, it, it, it's just, it's really all dependent on what the rogue player is doing and how they're going to play with their deck and um, what the surprise factor is. It, it's cute. I don't think that's the way to go if you're looking to consistently top events, but um, I do think it's certainly a, a strategy to respect. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, uh, I don't think there's too much else to take out of it. Um, I think that, I think no, that's, that's a pretty it. good job at covering it. So, yeah. yeah. If you guys want to hear more about what we feel, though, is going to be in the format as we move forward, um, definitely check out that Evening with Hermit style video referenced earlier. Uh, other than that, History of Goku and Vegeta were now formally announced. Um, I think they're cool products. Uh, apparently, Armando thinks differently, so I'm very excited to hear what like you think about product. them. This is like one of the most collector-focused products I've seen in a long time. Um as someone who plays like primarily to play, who plays the game primarily to uh, just play. And I only really collect cards for the decks that I'm building. I don't really appreciate most of what's in these sets. Uh, the most upsetting to me is the sets aren't balanced. Like the history of Vegeta set is awesome. You get so many strong staples in it. And uh, if you haven't seen what we're talking about, it's on the DBS website, or if you're in the yeah, Discord, it's yeah. on the DBS-Reveals channel. Yep. So notably, you get a sweet new Altart leader for SS4 Vegeta. Okay. You get the um, the two-drop SR U7 Vegeta from the draft box. You get the five-drop uh, SR Vegeta from the older draft box. Um the six drop blue Vegeta that ramps six energy. You get the floodgate yeah, for some reason. Baby. And blue baby some... got some new toys. <laughs> exactly. And for some reason, dormant potential <laughs> unleash was reprint with Vegeta on it. Like that <laughs> like, makes no sense. sense, bro. The OG card and the winner Altart are all the, uh, like with guru on them, unlocking potential. And then this is the SS 
be evolved Vegeta on it, which I was like, I, I guess I get it, but um, I don't. That does, it looks sweet, but like why they picked that card it, for it, I I don't know. It looks it looks way more dope than the uh, than the product that we have, but or than the ones that I have, but. Yeah, and then the Goku uh, set comparatively, it's like, yeah, Difference of Status is a pretty hot reprint. Same thing with Ultra Instinct Kamehameha. Uh, but they just reprinted but, it, so it's like... Exactly. And, like, that's it, dude. Like, oh, yeah, the set 10 Burst Goku Vegeta, or Burst Goku Leader, he gets a new <laughs> altar. Sweet. So many, he's so meta-relevant right now. Like... I don't know. Why wouldn't they, if they're going to redo an altar to Vegeta, they should have just done the, um, realm of the gods, the, uh, the UI leader. Yeah. That, that would have been cool. But yeah, I agree with you. The, the card choices are, Oh my God. Just got an alert that Ethereum's down 5%. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. gosh. Don't worry. You're on them Dragon Ball stocks now. Yeah. Dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't but, don't look at crypto, yeah. folks. It'll make you sad. But yeah, no, I agree. So, the cards, uh, not not the best choices. I agree with that. But here, so if good, I was gonna say if you haven't seen, don't buy your DPUs. And if you're gonna buy Dormant Potential Unleashed, don't buy it for more than fifteen or twenty dollars right now. Don't get gouged because they're yeah. gonna get reprinted in a thirty-five dollar set. Same thing with Ultra Instinct Kamehameha and um, Gallic Gun or Vegeta's Final Flash, whatever the uh, his infinite attack rare is yep yep i are yeah yeah i agree with you i all right so my least favorite part about this product is is that the gold stamped appear to be um set so it's only the three cards on the cover which for goku is ui kamehameha difference of status and the um the five drop unison the ss4 unison um those are the only ones they get the gold stamp treatment and you're guaranteed those in every box it's just those ones every time and for Vegeta, it's Final Flash. The freaking <laughs> the four drop from set, I think it's 12 or 11, set 11, I think. Um, Yeah, the green four drop and then the six drop blue one that ramps. And those are the only ones they get the gold stamp, which I think they should have just done it like they usually do, where everything yeah, gets a, gold stamp treatment. And you get a pack. And you get three in a pack, a pack. yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, and that, that, that not only is rough but this is a 30 dollar product that you're you have set ratios on like for 30 bucks i would have rather had a little bit of variability just to increase value and come on ready to rumble the whole card is gold bro how did <laughs> come on yeah, how's that not stamped <laughs> come on oh and then like i don't know yeah so that does suck but that said i think the product's really cool i like the idea behind it I think the art looks really nice. I do collect, so I'm actually really excited to get this product. Um, if you guys need any, I have a bunch coming. Uh, I've got, I think I'll have somewhere in the realm of six to 10 of each for sale. Um, so if you do want them, hop in my DMs, I'll hook you up. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I just do think that they could have done this better. It's the first one, so maybe maybe we'll see them improve in the future. Um, I also just don't like that they picked cards that we, like the six drop, right? Like, cool. For one, the art looks very similar, and we already have the SPR. The five drop unison for Goku. We already have a really dope SPR. Like, those were not cards that needed them whatsoever. Yeah, the Goku Trunks Protector of the People, what? Yeah, that makes <laughs> or, sorry, no Vegeta, sense. Vegeta Trunks Protector of the People, yeah. I was like, what? 
<laughs> yeah. I wish it looked a little cooler too. It looked, yeah. I don't know. Like, kinda, like maybe it had a gold stamp or something, dude. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a gold stamp. That would, that would be really cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but it is what it is. I actually like the dormant potential winners better than this new one though, but maybe I'll change my mind when I see it in person. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that product is coming though. Uh, it releases July 8th. So very soon it comes very soon. Um, so yeah. And then just a couple quick notes before we hop into our main topic. Anniversary box is coming a little bit later than normal this year. Uh, drops in October. Uh, but I am excited for that. There's guaranteed SCR reprints, which I think is really cool and helps with the value. I think last one was probably the worst we've had in regards to value on an anniversary box. So I'm hoping that they make some good choices, unlike the history of Goku and Vegeta, and uh, people won't regret buying the sealed product. Um, I talk about value a lot because, and I know sometimes people get mad, right? Because they're like, some people get mad because they don't want to just hear about the money part, right? Or like they don't want you to think that you only play for the money. Look, for one, I clearly do not do this for the money because you should see my collection. I call myself an idiot every day looking at all these expensive cards I don't sell because I just hang on to them because I'm dumb. So like, trust me, I like, I get it. It should not be about the money, but if we want our game to survive, it is about the money. Money is what makes everything go round, right? So like these products, stores have to be able to sell them. If stores can't sell them, they're going to get less from their distributors. If distributors can't move the product to the stores, they're not going to, they're going to tell Bandai that they need less. Bandai prints less. It's just like common sense, right? So there has to be incentive to get these products. And Anniversary Box last time I think did burn some people uh, where it's usually actually pretty good value. So I do think the SCR was a really good call. I just hope that they get their, I hope that they make the right choices on them. So they, they hold enough value that everyone will be happy uh, with the product that they buy. Uh, other than that, the last piece of news is just keep in mind a second God rare is coming. Um, second God rare is coming with the next set. So we have no idea what it will be, but it could have a huge impact on the market. You never know with these things. God rare this one, this Vegeta is crazy, selling for crazy prices. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about prices, collectability, potential catalysts coming up for the market. Just keep that in mind. But anyways, that's all of the news. So we're going to hop into our main topic. Top five for Ultimate Squad. Turtle School Weekly Focus. Okay, so if you... You are new to Hermit Style. At the start of every format, we do a top five. Here's how it works. We go through every color. We pick one card to be our favorite card. It can be literally any reason. It can be the most competitive. It can be your favorite to play. It can be the best for a certain deck. Whatever it is, you just pick your number one card of that color. Uh, we did a top five before there was multicolor. Now there is. So now it's technically top six, but whatever. Who, who really counts anyways? But... We're going to kick it off with red. I will let Armando start the show off. Armando, what do you have for your number one red card? So I've got uh, Baby Juvenile Parasite ah. as my number one. Already, uh, already we have the same card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm predicting that it's going to be the same for a lot of these, sadly. This is one of the easiest sets to pick the top five cards of. Uh, I did include some honorable mentions. So the reason Baby Juvenile Parasite is so good is, uh, one, it's an SR with no SPR variant, which means you should get the SRs while they're reasonably priced. 
Um, two, when you're tapped out, it buffs your leader 1K. And 1K doesn't sound like a lot, but it's equivalent to 5K defensively. Uh, two, or sorry, three, the unison has built-in protection from itself. And four, it draws while removing um, your opponent's board state. So it's a lot of value. And what's interesting is because it goes underneath the card goes underneath it gets around a lot of skills that might otherwise stop that card from being removed for example the ss4 gogeta the black one uh that three drop munison can just eat it and then at that point it ceases to become a threat no i agree that like th this baby unison is cracked uh it's very very strong very good it's definitely like this whole set you're gonna see a theme in today's episode i'm sure uh, there's just some power crypt unisons for certain decks and colors that came out with this set, which honestly is a really cool way to end the unison warrior block, right? Like we get some cards that utilize, like that help us to utilize spirit boost. We get some stronger unisons. We get some like unison heavy decks. I think that's a cool way to send off this block. Um, so yeah, baby was definitely my pick too. I'll give a follow-up pick. That's just as boring. <laughs> I'll just pick. It, can I guess it? Is it Goku Pan and oh, Trunks? Oh, good job, good job. You get a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's hard, right? Because like everything else, like literally almost every other card is just super archetype heavy, and I try my best to stay away from the archetype heavy cards because they're even more obvious. Um, but yeah, you. I mean, you can play this in other decks, right? Like, uh, actually, there's a guy I saw testing it in Cooler Mill. I thought that was interesting. Uh, we've got, you can play it in Bulma. Um, you, you can, there's other decks that you can play it in. You know, you can play, you can play it in Red U7. Um, so, yeah. It's yeah just, if, if you want to play a red deck, this is an SR you should have. Yeah, if exactly. you're going to play a red deck that runs a Unison. Even if you're just running it at two of, it's a boss monster that can buff up a Unison marker. Uh, and then you can play it for three. But it costs energy. three, right? No, not four. Like that's that's huge. Um, so that's yeah. just like a clear just power creep here. So I think yeah, definitely a very strong card. Um, that that would have been my my backup pick for you there. So quick, uh, I, quick, quick honorable mention for people that don't want to be bored with the obvious ones. Mm -hmm. I picked Sun Goku Adventures Advent. Uh, that's the one drop searcher. The reason I picked him is because he can search top five for a red Saiyan four or less or a red unison with an energy cost of one. And there are a lot of good red unisons with energy cost of one. So it's something to keep in mind for future decks. Nice. I'll, I'll also give one, um, SS trunk soaring through space. Um, I've, I've, I casually sometimes just kind of sift through some of the decks on dbs deck planet shout out to them um and for some reason i see a lot of gt decks that like aren't playing as many of this card but he has barrier like this card just sticks to the board none of the other cards have barrier the other cards can get removed easily this card actually sticks um and i think that some people are undervaluing that barrier for one energy so just, just another thing to keep in mind. And while he's in rest mode, your opponent can't attack your unison cards. And, and he has removal built into him. And, and he's an evolve one red, right? Like you yes, see that card's real good. he draws one when you evolve. <laughs> like bro, no yeah. matter what, he's always one. Like, I don't know. That's this card. There's a ton of value packed into this for literally one energy in a color that you have to make, right? Like red is one of those colors. You have to make like the most value out of each energy. And that for one energy, 15K, it can draw a card if you evolve it. 
Honit can't attack unison cards, negs a card 10k, has barrier. You swing with it, your opponent discards a card, right? Because they're going to combo. Like, it's just, it's got a lot going on for it for one energy. I really like the card. Um, all right, let's, let's move on to blue though. I will start us off for blue. Um, newsflash, it's another unison. <laughs> uh, going with the 1718 unison. When I first read this card, I said, oh, it's pretty good. Uh, then we started talking about it and we were like, yeah, let's test it out. Tested it. I said, holy shit, this card's yeah. snapped. This card Correct. broken value against insane. I felt stupid for not realizing that immediately. And I, I had to like test it one time. Like this card's crazy. It basically just says plus one every turn. Like, and I'm not talking about the markers. Like you get this free combo power, right? And that's just, just crazy. Any blue deck. That can push pace. That can push tempo. That's nuts. Like, man, this card, so good, has a million markers on it. Extremely hard to kill. So now you can start using it to play with these spirit boost effects that you didn't really want to use that much before. All of a sudden, Tapion becomes much more playable. All of a sudden, maybe you start making some wonky decks with SS Bardock Spirit Resonance and Spirit Boost 2. Like, I don't know. This card's nuts. And then it has the Neg 4 Dual Attack. So Vegito just gets his huge buff from this unison. Uh, I like it a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. I like this card a lot. It's real good. Um, so the obvious choice is Cell, the bio android, the nine drop. Uh, that's the one that plays from energy for three, three or one blue, one green, and two non-specific. Yeah. Uh, it's really only good in like Android Twenty One. Um, the new gamma deck and maybe Android 16 if you're running a build that doesn't ramp. But uh, that that's that like the bad. obvious pick. You should get those. The one I want to talk about is results of research. Now, <laughs> yeah, oh this is my a, god, this is a spicy card. So it's a it's a one mana. Look it up to five <laughs> cards from the top of your deck. Add up to one Android among them to your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So what's really interesting, and this is why I want to buy the gamma deck. Okay. Uh, it's one Android, non-specific color. So I can grab green, uh, perfect for cell off of my top five search with this. All right. Why would I want to grab perfect for cell in a gamma deck? Because the activate main for six energy from drop. If your lead, if your leader is an Android or red ribbon army card, and you send this card from your drop to your warp, play up to one cell from your hand. So that means in gamma, I can tap six to play perfect for cell. Um, from my hand, make my opponent discard down to three, and then at the end of the turn, I'm going to swap three of my energy and draw a card. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, all that's right, pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's cute. Yeah, I definitely think it's good. Uh, and the problem is, you got to get to six energy. But yeah. if you're playing a defense, if you're playing a defensive blue deck, you're probably going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 fair. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I like it. I like it. Armando saving the show here for not being boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, green was interesting. I picked a cool one for green. I think we should jump yeah. on green next. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So for green, I picked Cooler, the mightiest sibling in space. Okay. Uh, All right. It's it's a one cost common. When this card is played, look it up to five cards from the top of your deck. Add up to one green unison with specified cost three or less among them to your hand. Then shuffle your deck. And then his auto is when a green unison is placed in the drop, he can uh, grab a life and add it to hand. 
and he gets 11k for the turn. So he's obviously intended for the new cooler deck. But uh, what I really, really liked about this is it search tops five for uh, green unison three or less. So you can really use it with a bunch of different decks. Like you can use it in um, the starter deck Frieza, for example, uh, where you might be running a two and three cost unisons or um, other decks that might run a couple different varieties of unison. So I really like his flexibility in it flexibility and i would like to see more cards like him in the future yeah and what's really cool is he doesn't that's like one of the first times we've had one of these cards right um i don't think it's actually the first i think there might be one or two others that do this but he doesn't attack to get that life right so usually like typically in the past it's attack take a life card gets plus 11k for these one drops so it's really cool in a green strategy where green a lot of times will focus on discarding right that you can proc this effect, gain a card to your hand, and you don't actually have to swing on the leader if you don't want to with this cooler. It it also makes him immune to dying to after image, which I know sounds really but with uh, U7 running around, that's pretty relevant. Yeah, that's also very true. Yeah. No, that's that's actually that's actually a really good pick. That's actually a really good pick. Okay. I see you. I see you. My pick's gonna just be God, I suck, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll pick the golden Frieza unison. Um, unison just seems just very strong. I don't like what else do you say about it, right? It it's it requires three green energy. It's dual attack blocker, counter attack. Play this card with three markers on it, and if this card has four or more markers, when this card is played, use all of your opponent's battle cards and KO them. Like this is just a power crept three drop green unison. Like this this thing is insane, and that's. Like, if it did just that, I'd be like, damn, this is crazy. But then it has a minus four that says this card gets plus 10,000 power and triple strike for the turn. Switch this card to active mode at the end of the turn so then it can still protect you on block. I'm like, bro, this card does everything. Um, suddenly, green decks just have a new sideboard card if they want because they just have a three-cost board clear that's instant speed. Uh, yeah, I think this card is just generally good i don't think you even need to explain plays with it you just yeah. read the card it's a big crackback card but what i really really enjoy about it is um it's in power and because it's counterattack, it doesn't negate but if your opponent swings at your unison because your unison goes to the drop when he's Battle played ends. the attacks exactly and that's a cool interaction. I yeah. definitely think it's a really cool card. It's it's definitely a win more card in most decks, but uh, I, I think it's really good. I agree with you. Yep. Um, I will say green was probably my least favorite to look through. I will say. Uh, oh, mine was yellow. Yellow was entirely archetype blocked. Ye ye yellow was my second least favorite. <laughs> so Even let, let's get into this color. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like. The Go Son, Son Gohan Z Fighter is the best yellow card in this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And but it's yeah. specifically for a unison based deck. Obviously, yeah. uh, it's a really good card. It's very strong, but it's it's best in that yellow Goku deck. And um, other otherwise, you might include it as a side card to kind of catch people off guard or people who have battle card control strategies. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll give you another one though. I think this card is actually very strong. The new uh, Goku SR, that's the same art as Desperate Measures <laughs> that they literally just 
tilted the camera down, or I guess technically up a little bit from where Desperate uh, yes. Measures is at? My sec my second choice. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a strong counter, you know. It, it's a three drop, but if you have a yellow, yellow unison card in play, reduce the energy cost of this card in your hand by two. So like Armando said, there's a lot of archetype-driven cards. Obviously, you're playing yellow unison decks, which, oh, look at that. Yardrak Goku is a yellow unison deck. Uh, but it, you negate the attack. You play him in rest mode. He's got a spirit boost one. Like I said earlier, it's just really cool. They're finally like unlocking the power of spirit boost in this set. All of a sudden, we see all like difference of status. Like That card's nuts. Um, and... Just like this, Spirit Boost 1, place this card in center's drop area when this card is played. Choose up to one of your opponent's battle cards, switch it to rest mode. Additionally, if the chosen card has an energy cost of 5 or less, KO it, then draw a card. Yo, that's actually crazy. Like, every time I read it, I'm, I'm like, damn, that, that is actually really strong. Like, And that all costs and it 1 energy. Yeah, and I like that the Spirit Boost is a cost, right? Yep. So you can choose not to Spirit Boost and leave the 3-drop on the board. And then, like, successor with it or attack with it next turn, uh, depending on what's going on. I think that's a very flexible, strong card. And another thing to note, now that you said that, too, the permanent just says, if you have a yellow unison card in play, reduce the energy cost of this card in your hand by two. So if you're in a pinch or maybe they removed your three drop, like they had spot removal when you played it and you're at nine to get to sell Zeno, there you go. You have a one drop. Oh, you can play it offensively, like Frieza. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You, it's just a one-drop yeah. 15k. Yeah, just like Mecha Frieza. That's really neat. Yep, and you can still Spirit Boost if you want to. So, yeah. Um, because the uh, the auto, the Spirit Boost, isn't any part of a counter. So just when you play yeah. it, you can rest a card and KO it and draw a card. So it's tap one, draw one if you want, and pop or rest a card. Or tap one swing or tap one successor. So it, it's it's got a lot of different uses. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Your opponent like plays a negate or plays a blocker negate or something when they're at one life thinking save. Mm -hmm. You tap one, play this guy, tap rest one, their blocker. Pop it, draw a card. <laughs> yeah. Like get fucked, idiot. Yeah. Sick block. But <laughs> um, or actually I don't know. Does it pop the blocker? I don't know. No, it wouldn't pop it wouldn't the blocker. Pop yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it the, pop to it. the token doesn't yeah, have a doesn't cost. Have cost but. Yeah. But either way, uh, cool, All cool right. little interaction there. So, um, moving on to black, or unless there was, was there anything else you want to say about yellow? Nah, man, yellow sucks. <laughs> I think yeah, like yellow has some cool strategies this set though. Like the new SCR. Well, we'll wait to talk about we'll wait to talk about SCRs. I won't, I won't spoil anything yet. So, moving on to black. Oh my, all right, this one was. I said green was my. This one might actually my least favorite i don't know i literally told armando before this episode i talked about how much i like this set and then i went to do top five and i was like i don't know if i like this set anymore <laughs> like i i don't know because i'm looking through my favorite color to play black and i'm like i don't even want to pick one <laughs> uh toe is cool but it doesn't interest me so like the demon realm cars in general don't really interest me a lot uh, so it's just extra, just unfun. But I think Mira Unison is just the obvious choice, right? I'm sure yeah. that was probably your choice too. Yeah, actually, mine was a, a little bit different, and I really want to find these cards, so I'm hoping I can get them before the podcast drops. But uh, Demon God Poutine Preparing to Fight was my choice. Oh, okay. okay. Um, it's a three-drop Black Overrealm 5K power. 
Uh, it's Dark Overrealm 2, and it has Barrier. So the only tragic thing about this card is you want to play it on 2, because on 3 it'll get hit by Vegeta Resolve Renewed. But um, this card has a skill permanent. If your leader card is black and you have a Demon Realm Soldier token in play in rest mode, your opponent's battle cards can't attack your leader card. Uh, and when it's played from your hand, it plays up to two Demon Realm Soldier tokens. Right. So you can either play this through the swap for one energy, or you can play it through the Dark Overrealm for two, and it'll stay on your board. And then that gets you a Deadly Defender, which is actually pretty strong. And the deck considering just how many out those diff- tokens. Exactly. But even in non, uh, non-specific decks, you can still board the Poutine with two tokens in rest mode. Yeah, and your your opponent now has to remove those tokens yeah, before they can attack the leader with battle yeah. cards. Yeah, that's fair. And there's yeah. no secret so, ID anymore. <laughs> exactly, and it's got barrier, which is like now a really good skill again. Now that Gogeta Zen has taken a hit. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, that's super fair. That's a good pick. Um, and the unison I picked will make some tokens for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you pair them up, it's actually yeah, very go. strong. Look at us. <laughs> it's like we planned that. <laughs> Yeah, if you pair them up, it's a five. It's a five mana play, but it's really strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Um. Okay. So, anything else about black? I I have literally nothing else to say. Black. Uh, no. If you if you like if you like Demon Realm Race, that's a cool set for you. If not, you're probably not gonna like it. Yeah. Yep. That's how I feel. Okay. So moving on to multicolor. Uh. Do you want to start, or you want me to? I'll start. So we agreed not to pick super combos, but outside of super combos, my favorite multicolor was cell abominable power. That's a, it's a 10 drop green, yellow cell, Uh, double strike, dual attack. Notably, you can play this off of that uh, blue results card. (laughs) Uh, um, There you go. Exactly. It's when it, it, when it attacks, choose one card in your opponent's hand and discard it. When it's used in a combo from your draw, if it would leave your combo area, remove it from the game. Uh, and that goes to activate battle. For one energy, you can use it as a combo from your drop. And if your leader is a green or yellow android, it gains 5k power for the battle uh, combo power. So the reason I really like this card is its drop, uh, its drop value. And... As you're aware, drop value is very powerful in this game because it gives you like an energy sink that's not necessarily going to cost you cards in hand. Uh, it's always really deck dependent, but having a green-yellow card, if we ever see more good green-yellow support in the future, such as um, like new arrivals or anything like that that requires you to combo with cards, being able to combo from your drop is a very powerful skill. Yeah, no, that's actually uh, that's 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 a good one. That's a good pick for sure. Um, I actually hadn't thought about some of that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, my pick, I opted not to choose a super combo. Um, although I do think there are a couple of pretty cool super combos that came out. Um, I just picked the four drop, the 1718 limitless energy. Uh, I think this is a strong play. It's deflect dual attack. You tap two. If your leader card is blue or green, you can play it from your hand or your energy. Um, so obviously you've got some new toys to play with and you know, the new deck gamma or uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe 16. <laughs> I'm not a 16 player, so I don't know. Ask Jared Lopez. 
<laughs> just go net deck him. Uh, but when this card is played, choose it to one of your opponent's battle cards. So energy cost greater than or equal to their current energy. Place it at the bottom of their deck. So you get spot removal for two. You get a dual attacker. It's a 20k. I really like this card. Um, I also would like... I In my head, I've got this real like wonky blue-green Vegito list I want to try uh, that uses this card. But it's just... I don't know how to build it. I'm probably not even good enough to build it. But... I think it's out there, but either way, I think you just got a lot of value out of this for two energy. And if you had to pick a favorite super combo, what would it be? Uh, I feel like we should talk about the SPR super combos because they just look so good. Oh my god, they look amazing! Not as good bro. as the old ones. They look amazing. Yeah. Um, man, that's that's really hard. I am okay. So I don't know if I think this is the best right now or my favorite right this second. But I do think that the 17-18 super combo, being able to untap it blue-green, there's some broken-ass blue-green cards and blue-green strategies. Um, and I think people forget about them. Like, go back to Piccolo Surge format. Like, those decks were crazy. And this deck enables an energy to go back to some of those plays. Like, is there a deck out there, or will there ever be a deck out there again that can start dropping those seven-drop green Zamasus from set three? I don't know, but that's a broken-ass card, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I just think sure. that this card giving you access to more more energy in a blue-green deck, in the, I don't right, like I said, right now, I don't know if that's really incredibly strong. But in the future, yeah, like that that could actually be really good. Like you have this these old blue green cards that are just waiting to be broken. So that's for me, that's it's um, my favorite. Yeah, that's respectfully. I like I agree with you. I don't like that card. I think I'd rather just not make your opponent drop a card. But um the Vegeta Proud Warrior was my favorite. The ability to combo with it and play uh, a blocker token is just so cool. And at worst, if you combo with it, it creates the... It, it's not at the end of a battle. It's when it's used in a combo, it creates the token. And the token has an additional 5k power. So at worst, it's just like another... Uh, it's a 15, 0 plus... You know what I mean? 0 plus 15k. So I really did enjoy that about that super combo because it's there's no life requirement. It's just leader being red or green. So I think that's one to pick up for the future for sure. Yeah, I mean... I'll be honest. I think the majority of them are, are pretty strong. Like I, I think the majority of them are fine to pick up just to have for, for playability wise. I think they did a good job designing them. They didn't make them so broken that all of a sudden your all your old super combos are trash, but they do make you think now and they give us some more options. Um, okay. So I guess that's, that's, it for the colors um before we move to scr anything else you wanted to mention just in general um just that the art direction on this set was pretty good uh like i picked up that piccolo deck uh because i really i'm though i'm disappointed with it i gotta gotta be honest i really did enjoy the art in this set even the yellow goat i'm not interested in playing the yellow goku but the unison art looks oh my fantastic God, yeah they look so good bro they look so good. I yeah, I, I agree. They they kill like I feel like I say this with a lot of sets though. Like this game just they just do so well with card art. It's just insane. Um yeah, I agree with you for sure. So uh favorite SCR. I feel like this is just like another just complete obvious answer, but go go ahead. 
Uh, it's obviously the Oath of the Invader or whatever that King <laughs> one is, right? No, yeah, it's bro. Yeah, for the, sure. the only option is Gohan Piccolo. Yeah. Uh, but my only, I dislike how limited it is because it's locked to um, Piccolo, Sun Gohan, Adolescent, or Yellow Leaders. So if you're going to play Yellow competitively, I think, in my view, you definitely that card. Yeah. Uh, the other cool, the other cool thing is Yellow is one of those few decks that has so many cards. You'd probably rather sub out a super combo. For your SCR than one of your main deck slots. Because there are so many staples you need to run in a yellow deck now. Like, you know what I mean? It's removing the SCR from your uh, deck slot gives you like the option to run Bergamo, for example. Yep. It's so funny you said that because I was literally I was literally going to say the same thing. Like you stole my thunder on it because that like Lil is going to say the same thing. It just opens up that deck slot, which I think is really valuable, but it opens up the deck slot with an SCR that's cracked. Like this SCR is very, very strong. Um, so yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you. I think this is going to be a new one of just the staples that if you're building yellow, this, I don't think it's necessarily, I won't say it's mandatory, but I will say I will not be surprised if we see a lot of people running this SCR. So the interesting spot that SCR creates is if you haven't seen your opponent's SCR and your opponent's a yellow deck, you have to assume they have it. And it that card... Stops you from going all in. Exactly. and Or, in the alternative, it forces you to play a grindy game, right? Do you want to keep some of your energy up that way he's not playing that SCR for free? Yeah. I mean, I think no matter what, it creates a grindy game, right? Because, like, exactly. one way or the other... And yellow loves to grind, right? Yellow is a grind color. So. Yeah. It's interesting. I think the existence of it, like shadow buffs yellow. Yeah. Oh, no. I, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I do agree with that. Um, oh, never mind. I'll mention this later. But uh, favorite art now. Favorite art. Just your number one favorite card art from the entire set. If you pick an SCR, Ooh. you're whack. You yeah, that's you're gonna let let me know right away if I pick it. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. have to you're gonna have to give me a minute and, and do yours okay, so I can right. look through here. I'll do mine. My favorite art. This is really hard actually because there this this set has a lot of cards I really really enjoy. Um, but I will say number one has to be and maybe armando maybe this influenced my super combo choice bro the 17 18 super combo just bro the drive-by come on like and there's texture everywhere oh my god that card is amazing bro and you see uh, i was tempted to say the 17 18 unison because the That's color is favorite one it's so nice but actually I'm re- I really, really do. And I don't even really like Cell as a character, but the Cell SPR actually looks fantastic. I really, really enjoy it. Um, the 9-drop or the super combo? The 9-drop. The oh, yeah. That's also one of my favorites. Like, oh, my God. That card looks so good. <laughs> yeah. And then runner-up for me is the uh, Beerus super combo. I think that card looks great. You know, it's funny, too. Um one thing I really enjoy is when they do these kind of like alternate kind of color schemes that like cell has going on. The Vegeta super combo also has it going on where it's not just like the characters drawn 
just perfectly like spitting image from the show. They have this like really cool spin. It's like a cool filter thrown on the card. I always really yeah. enjoy when they do stuff like that. So yeah, Cell is up there for me too. Beerus, Beerus is, I liked him a lot more in person, I will say, than I thought I was going to. When I saw like the the scan of it, I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I saw it in person, I was like, okay, all right, I see it. Not my favorite, but I respect it. Yeah, I think like I said, in person, mine's probably 17 and 18 or Cell, because those cards look great. But yeah, the Beerus is a runner up for me. All right, so now that we got through that, the last question I always ask my guests on top five is typically I ask, what do you now think the best deck in the format is? But you technically answered that on an evening with Hermit Style. So instead of beating a dead horse, and honestly, I think the new way, this new way of asking, I'll now do this moving forward because it's more thematic with the show. Um, what do you think is the best deck in this set? So, like, if you had to pick one deck that came out specifically out of set 17, um, oh. what is the best one? If we're, you know, strange alternate universe where you're playing, like, sealed set 18 or whatever, where it's, like, sealed, and you can only play cards in that set, I think it's Gamma, because it's, like, the only deck with a built-in floodgate and control cards. But um, the best overall deck, like, in terms of meta and adding in cards from other uh, sets, I think is GT. Yeah, I think I think that's a really strong pick. Um, I'm going through them again in my head, but yeah, I I probably agree. I probably agree. GT is definitely up there. Um, Toa is the only one with the results right now, though. To be fair, which one? Toa is uh, the Toa, only Toa one with the results. Toa is the only one with the results. That is true. So you know, we're just up here, just a couple of buffoons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Now we're like Gretzky, man. We're looking at where the puck's going, not where it is right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, no, I think I think that's that's a that's a solid pick. GT is a very strong deck. Um, if Red U7 wasn't a deck, I think it would just be the de facto red deck to play. Yep, I concur. All right, cool. Um, well, that uh that pretty much wraps up our top five. So there you have it. Favorite card from every color, favorite deck, favorite art, everything um, down to the SCR. I think this set overall is really, really all right. Picking top five, terrible set, terrible set for this episode. But this episode aside, I do truly love this set because I think it has a lot of things going for it that we talked about. But I think the number one most important thing this set does, especially for newer players, is it makes it made a lot of relatively strong decks that are almost all fun to play. Like I think the majority of them have a really fun play experience and I don't think they're that difficult to pilot either. So I think this is actually like a really great set to bring in new players. You've got the great art uh, value is terrible on it right now, which is actually a good thing for new players. They can buy these new decks for cheap and learn how to play. And you can pick up a deck that's probably like a solid tier two deck and just go have fun playing it. And they all do these really unique things that are relatively strong. I mean, we and uh, like you said, Toa topped. Cooler also topped. Green Cooler. Um, Red GT we feel is very strong. Consensus says that Gamma is a strong deck. Um, like I said, I think there's other blue decks to play, but I do think it's a good deck. Um, you've got Yardrat Goku. 
the Mechians isn't the best, but it's still strong to play. Like all these decks, the majority of them are playable. So I think that that's a really, I think it's just a really, really well-designed set. Um, we got some new unit, like competitive players. We got 17, 18 unison. We got red baby unison. We got these like new strong unisons to play with. So we got at least a little something too. And uh, yeah, in general, I just think it's uh, overall just a really good set. Um, but that will wrap us up. We're going to pop into results of training. We'll talk about some matchups. Then we'll answer some uh, listener questions from Anaka. And then we'll, uh, we'll call it a day. So here we go. Results of training. All right, so Armando, any uh, recent testing you'd like to talk about briefly? So um, I've been testing a lot of different decks right now. Um, I tested Piccolo most recently, the new set Piccolo. Uh, I don't really like it. I'm not the strongest yellow player, I'll admit that. So um, it, it's definitely not for me. It didn't feel as powerful. I had tested Vegeta Trunks before that, and that felt really powerful as I was playing it. Could be just because the play lines are simpler, but I think Vegeta and Trunks is probably the better yellow deck of the two. Um, yeah, Piccolo is fun though. Pick, you touch your cards a lot with Piccolo, which is always a, a good thing. Like that's always fun in a game. So um, Piccolo's cool. I liked it, but uh, I don't. I didn't think it was very good. Um, then other than that, I've been playing a lot of black decks. So I've been playing Black Trunks, Vegex. Uh, a little bit of Dark Broly, but I still don't think Dark Broly's... I, I don't think this is the format for Dark Broly again, because there's so much cheaper free removal for tall cards now. Like, uh, if your opponent plays that three-drop baby unison, you basically just lose, because he starts stealing your 30Ks and stuffing them underneath the unison. Yeah. Um, so that that was unlucky. But... Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Black Trunks. Uh, I think that's the deck I'm going to be moving towards playing competitively. Uh, it has a lot of matchup. Um, yeah, so that that's what I think. It's really tough to play this format because there's so many viable decks. It's it's one of the hardest formats that I've tried to figure out competitively because it, it's not like there's four top decks you have to worry about. And none of the decks instant beat Yellow Sin which is always like a serious rogue deck. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It is. It is actually really hard to build for. <laughs> um, there's yeah. almost too much to think about. And Texas didn't help us any <laughs> to, like, yeah. to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the fact that Finn player dodged all the yellow sins and all the red U7 doesn't, uh, uh, you know, or no, sorry. Not, he didn't. He, he smoked, he beats uh red U7, but okay. Yeah. It's it's tough. Um, yeah, so I've I've been testing actually also a lot of the Gex. Um, so I've also been testing out the the black cards, and um, I've had mixed results with it. It's it's gone okay. I don't think I will play Vigex competitively right now, but I do think it can hold its own against a decent amount of the format. Uh, Vigex's biggest problem, I think, is that it just naturally struggles versus some of these go wide decks and red decks, which we see a lot of right now. Um, I think AOD is a very strong deck that people will be on. And I think that red is just still a popular color right now. Red U7 and GT both being around. And I think that just makes it difficult to play Vigex. There's still people playing Red Jiren, which is also a difficult matchup for Vigex. Um, but I've, I've done okay with it. I've done okay with it. I went to locals this past weekend and had fun. I technically didn't lose any matches this weekend other than the die roll to Mike. 
because uh, <laughs> me, me and Mike tend to just roll dice when we get paired at locals and then go get lunch. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually building Vigex to be a little bit more mid-rangey. Uh, if you guys followed my last Vigex build, I was playing the control heavy one that Armando inspired. And uh, I don't think that's the way right now. I think you just play Hatchyak if you want to do that kind of strategy. Yeah, it's too many decks are running like anti-control cards, yeah. and it's yeah. your end game just isn't as good as theirs. And so the hard, the hardest part is that deck used Oceanus like a fucking golden crutch, you know. And uh, Oceanus just is not good in this format. It's just not a great card unless you're playing an extremely negate heavy deck that can like. If if you can Oceanus freely and just be like, oh, whatever, pitch this draw ape, and then I still have a million more floodgates in my hand, sure. Oceanus is fantastic. You can try and bait out their answer to another one, floodgate with Oceanus. You can bait out their answer with, like, whatever you want to do, it's fine. But in a deck like Vigex, like, that was it. <laughs> like, that that was how you lived that turn. They countered it, and now you die. So, it, it, it's, it's a little rough. And um, so I switched to the mid-range version, which has been testing decent. Um playing, you know, the Trunks 5 drop from last set and then uh, overwhelming basically beyond all limits a million times. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's fun. Everyone knows Vigex is my deck. I went, what, one and one with Meki Kabora. Uh, went, what did I went? Uh, I beat Vegito. Um, what else did I play? I don't remember, but... I will say the blue Vegito matchup is hilarious. Game one, they just wreck me. Game two, I side in all my Vegeta true fighting spirits. All of a sudden, it gets very difficult for them. So that's a, a interesting matchup depending on what format you're going into. Like best of one pre-side, uh, Vegito may not be favored. I don't know. Because like, you can really tear that hand up very quickly. So, uh, But I've been having fun with it. It's always going to be my pet deck. So I'll always have it sleeved up. But Baby's probably what I'm going to be playing competitively. So I've gotten a couple reps in. I'll be at Philly. I'll most likely be playing Baby at Philly. Uh, that's my top contender right now, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. It still still needs some more testing, but yeah. Sadly, VigX did not pass enough tests to consider for any kind of regional format. I think similar to what Armando found with his testing too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, VigX is great. It's really fun anti-mill. So if mill ever does become the best deck... You you oh, always yeah, fall back in the decks. Ironically, I almost got milled out by Meki Kabora because <laughs> I like I like could not just <laughs> he just warped. They kept warping my drop. I said, "Oh my god!" I had to make this like real wild play to reset my deck, and it was like it was difficult. <laughs> yeah, you can't overwhelm, and you got to save your trunks for that one. That's uh, it's tough. No, it, it yeah, it's it's hard. Um. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, anyways, that was, that was results of training, of course, brought to you by pro mats, the best mats in the game. Go check them out. Um, or get yourself a hermit style mat made by pro mats. That's literally what I am doing this podcast right on right now. My mic and everything is set up on my hermit style pro mat. So, Hey, more than just for cards. <laughs> uh, but really I actually have two hermit style mats side by side and that is my whole work area at my home office. So you know, get yourself a pro mat, promats-customs.com. Uh, always releasing new arts. I don't even know what his newest one is right now because he's literally dropping new heat just all the time. Uh, but check him out, million to choose from. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed with the quality. That being said, 
Uh, let's see what Monaka's got in store for us. I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaka? Monaka's delivery service. All right, so this is the part of the show where we answer questions from listeners. Uh, if you want to get in on this, you do have to be a part of the Hermit Style Discord, uh, which if you look, if you've made it an hour and 14 seconds into Armando and I blabbering, I don't know why you're not in the Discord. Link is always in the description. Um, join, talk, you can level up. Once you get level 10, You'll get the Turtle School Fighter role assigned to you, and you'll be able to post in the Monaka's Delivery Service channel in there and ask any question you want, and then we randomly pick them to answer on the show. Uh, Armando, this first question is clearly directed towards you, so I'm going to ask you the question that Fine Feathers Make Fine Birds asked. <laughs> uh, that's, a good, that's a good username. Yeah, why are you so handsome? <laughs> Oh, I don't know who that one. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Take care of yourself, I guess. <laughs> Live like, be happy. Be happy. That's that's the key. The key to um, the key to looking good is feeling good. Yeah, Armando's full of shit. The key to looking good is manscaped. Use <laughs> use code Hermit Style. Become handsome. Manscaped.com. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. All right, I'll I'll do a real question though. Let's see. Uh, bum, bum, bum. there's so many joke questions. <laughs> Everyone knows I like to do joke questions on this because we've talked about Dragon Ball for like an hour at this point, and I'm like Dragon Balled out. Oh my god! Every I think I think we talked about news for an hour and a half. Yeah, we, <laughs> it was like 20 minutes. It was like 20 minutes. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. I found. <laughs> I had to go to a month ago to find a normal question. Oh, no, no, this is good, though. I love you guys. Uh, King Larva said, do you think Yellow Sin could thrive in the new meta? Um, And we we kind of we like briefly talked about how he's like a solid rogue deck, but we didn't really like go into detail. Um, Oh, this is a good question. This is a good question. Yeah. What what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? So he and this meta, at least to me, he serves as like a gatekeeper kind of deck, right? Where you have to assume if you go into a tournament, there's going to be someone, maybe a few people playing Yellow Sin. Uh, and it's not a deck you can sneeze at. Like, it's it's a pretty good deck because it's just so consistent. Okay? Um, consistent decks are obviously always good decks. Now, the problem with Yellow Sin, and shout out to Kyle who kind of talked about me, this with me. In best of one, it struggles more because your opponent can have those hate cards as early as turn uh, as early as game one, right? So if you lose the die roll as sin in a best of one, you're in trouble. Now, in best of three, for example, if you win the die roll, you should win that match because your game one, you're going to be in complete control. You're going to probably get to tap six before your opponent can do anything. And if that's the case, you're going to finish game one after 35 minutes. You won't even have time to finish game two. So. Yeah, that that was a really well thought out answer, Armando. Good job. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't I don't even need to provide backup on that one. You you crushed it. You crushed it. Yeah, Uh, I like like sin's a good deck. I think it's a scummy deck. I won't play it. (laughs) But uh, it's it's powerful. Like, it's powerful and you need to respect it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, okay. I'll do, I'll do one more DBS question. Um, this will come from patron M Dolan two. Uh, I always pick a question from a patron. Uh, he said in your red GT testing so far, how good has triple flash been in my limited game so far? It actually hasn't been played at all. I just end up winning through a Champa on something big. Usually also, have you tried Heartfelt at all? If you draw it, delay awakening a turn and using a pan to pump up the 20k Goku in order to Heartfelt. I just haven't had time to test as much as I'd like. So curious on your thoughts. Um, okay, so I found the same thing through testing. I found that I wasn't often playing Triple Flash. Granted, I think I was only playing it as like a one of anyways. I don't think you even need to play it. Um, honestly, probably didn't even test the deck enough where it was in my hand enough where it was even an option. Um, but yeah, when I did see it, I, I I have yet to actually resolve triple flash playing the deck. So, um, now, like I said, limited, see, limited testing for me though. I think triple flash is a really important card in that deck because that's what helps you get over the hurdle of like blue decks, for example, because mm -hmm. the second you play something your opponent can't negate, can't interact with, it turns into a very different game for them. Right. Especially when the only thing, um, like the only only limited cards are available to return your cards back to your hand or uh, eliminate your cards from the board. So uh, I think in my games, to be fair, I think I've only played Triple Flash twice, and I played maybe fifteen or twenty games of GT. Yeah, but if Triple Flash won me the two games that I played it, yeah. So that, like, I think it's a solid one of. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, I was running two Triple Flash, three pans. But okay. I did cut Heartfelt Plea from my build. Um, I really wanted to like that card and test it, but it's just there's too much setup required for you to buff your guy up to 25k that early unless you're running extra cards like uh, Realm no, of the you Gods. Just, or you run the three Death drop, Ball. bro. Which three drop? The red yellow Goku. The SS4. Oh, yeah. So a friend of mine plays that build, and what's really cool is you can play it from under the unit. Yeah, Man. that's what you do. That I thought was neat. No, that's not. But then you're filling a, a deck that taps out every turn and doesn't keep a very large hand size. There's no way I'm going to run five one plus 10Ks. Just eh, no way. It'll be all right. You just throw it under, bro. It's fine. It's fine. I, right, I, there, there, there you go. From, from, from God's mouth, guys. Got, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I haven't tested it, but I... Uh, one of uh one of the homies sean uh on b team he he's been uh he's been testing that out and i know on he likes team it. yeah <laughs> unfortunately that team's gone now but all all of b team still is on the patron team so like they're, it's still going to be like the same thing for them um but yeah sean sean's a local homie shout out to sean uh, i know he's been playing it he really likes it uh, i mean it's it's pretty decent like when he plays i'm like damn that is uh there's heartfelt like very easily tap two for pan play this card awaken play the like yeah it's not bad at all so yeah I, th I do think if you're gonna play heartfelt then you have to like commit to that engine though i agree with you like just trying to like buff up your cards i think is just not the way to do it in that deck um so i did i answer all of your questions so yeah so triple flash me and Armando both agree I haven't played it that often. Armando did raise a really good point that it's good against blue, so I do think you should play it. Um, maybe even he just sided. I don't know. Uh, everything is moving to best of one pre-side anyways, so really everything and everything is your side and main deck. 
Um, and then, yes. Yeah, yep. Let me answer the heartfelt question. Okay, cool. All right. So now we'll do what time have we got? Oh, we got time for like one or two more questions and we'll wrap this up. So I'll do a fun. Oh, all right. Armando, I'm going to do the most laugh reacted question in the channel. Guess who asked okay, it? It's, from, it's probably one of mine. It is one of yours. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, eat it, Zach. Who's the funniest <laughs> team? Who's the funniest team member now? Uh, all right. Yeah. Honestly, Armando, this is the first time you've uh, brought a very strong defense against Zach. I, I want to see what he follows up with from this. <laughs> uh, but you asked, you said, what would you <laughs> said, what would you rather get banned for leaking an SCR or breaking street date? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty, that was the uh, reference to the great, uh, there's been a couple occasions where people have, um, revealed scrs early and uh if you ever do get that information don't spread it because bandai legitimately gets really upset when people uh leak the cards early so that's my advice to you is if you don't want to get banned don't spread the cards around but <laughs> and if you're a store don't break street date <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> don't Conversely. break your binding contract like <laughs> We have a lawyer on the show, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Breaking I have to answer your question. Not a good idea. I have to answer your question. Yeah, um, what would you rather get banned for? That's true. Uh, so this is an this is a really easy answer for me because I do run a store. So leaking an SCR would be the obvious choice because breaking street date, I like fuck my whole business up. Um, leaking an SCR that only messes me up as a player. So that's true. That's very good. You're not. That's true. You're not going to have financial rep. Yeah, for leaking yeah. an SCR. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good. Other that's than a well missing out answer. on like the you know some some <laughs> some participation prizing, right? Um, yeah, because right. Lord knows you're not winning any events. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there we go. So I was hoping you'd take the bait on that. Um, all right, last one. Let's see. We'll do a quick one. Um, <laughs> Okay, here we go. Pokemon Z Collector 86. If you had to outlaw one type of cookie, what would it be? I'll let you start, Armando, so I can judge you. Outlaw a cookie? Like, these can't exist yeah, anymore? Like just gone. Like, axe. Thanos snap. Oh, that's tough, man. Because there's, there's very few cookies that I, like, despise. Okay, a, probably a raisin cookie. Maybe an oatmeal raisin cookie. Oh, you're it, fucking like, what? No, that that cookie is fundamental, bro. Oh no, that's not that, true. That okay, is a so building block. It's like proper cookie. No, okay. I was gonna say a sugar cookie. I just but I like, ate an oatmeal raisin cookie before this show, bro. Wow, wow, awful taste. No, but, <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, yeah, uh, so I was gonna suggest like a um. Uh, what cookie was, was I saying? The um, a sugar cookie, but there are many situations where I enjoy sugar cookie. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like it's it's not going to be gingerbread. That's for damn sure. I love gingerbread cookies. So I don't know. You're running out of options. I think oatmeal or raisin cookies are like, you know, bottom tier. No, that's literally wrong. For one, you just pick the raisins out of it and just eat it, and it becomes an oatmeal cookie, and all of a sudden it's great again. Or you just ban the raisins and then you don't have to worry about it. Okay, I would be on board for that. 
I would definitely be on board for that because I do not eat the raisins and, ra- and oatmeal raisin cookies. Man, how are you going to defend a cookie that you have to cut open and take pieces out of? Get out of here. Armando, <laughs> you have not eaten with me enough. <laughs> I have some deep, dark secrets <laughs> about how I eat <laughs> that we may unlock on a future episode if someone asks you're saying, you're saying there's a lot of dig- digging into and, and taking out of. Got you. Oh Lord. I'm now 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 this is when we get canceled. <laughs> no. Armando, the choice is very obvious. The clear cookie that you outlaw is a lemon cookie, bro. Lemon cookies are terrible. Man, I love me a lemon cookie. This See? is I could not be farther Holy apart. Holy shit! One, get the hell off my show. Like <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna shortly. Don't worry, this is coming to an it's it's not coming to an amicable end for the viewers. No, it's not. Like. But just no, like the team's done too. Like screw it. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy you ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Go enjoy your fucking lemon cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Good job, Pokemon Z. You brought the worst out and everything. <laughs> uh no, that that was a solid question. I'm I'm oh all right, look, I'm always happy to educate the um less fortunate on cookies so armando i hope that this was educational for i hope you learned um and now and you can take what i've now shown you and you can you can live a better life and i'm gluten intolerant so i don't have a horse in the race anyway man (laughs) solid shout out for my fiance's mom there check out let them eat gfcake.com she runs a famous gluten-free blog actually so for anyone uh yeah anyone who needs that Go check that out. And I think this is a good place to wrap up the show before it derails farther. Uh, Armando and anything else you wanted to say, bro. Nah, just thanks for having me on, man. Uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, hopefully I catch you again soon. Yeah, later. Yeah, I got the real